0: Faith is a spirit. Say faith is a spirit. And according to 2 Corinthians 4:13, believers are given the same spirit of faith as Jesus had. So 2 Corinthians 4:13, and since we have the same spirit of faith, say same spirit of faith as Jesus, according as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak and when we believe and therefore we speak we then therefore receive say i'm going to receive tonight you will hear the word of god tonight it's going to make sense it's going to penetrate your eyes are open to the truth your ears are open to hearing the truth your heart is receptive to receiving everything god has for you tonight and you will lack not one good thing Amen? amen so i titled it why the mountain didn't move. Why did that mountain not move? We know the word says that we have faith to do what? Move the mountain, right? Why did the mountain not move? Let's talk about that tonight. I want you to repeat a few scriptures after me. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Whatever is not of faith is sin. Whatever is not of faith is sin. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen and faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of Christ, right? Amen? You cannot truly live in in guilt, feeling guilty and also living bold for Christ at the same time. Not truly. You can't truly live fully guilt and full of God's boldness and think you're going to be effective for the kingdom. You can't truly live in condemnation and also in faith at the same time. Not truly. Not 100%. Not the way you were called to live. You can't truly live in shame but then also in freedom at the same time. Can I get an amen? Because your heart will condemn you. And your faith becomes weakened, and therefore we don't please God. I want you to turn to 1 John chapter 3, verse 21 and 22. 1 John chapter 3. It says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, if our heart, if my heart does not condemn us, then we have what? Confidence towards God. God, when my heart condemns me, I lack confidence towards God. When I allow the accuser of the brethren to attack my mind, to attack my emotions, when I allow this, when I'm party to that, I actually allow my heart to feel condemned. And when I allow my heart to feel condemned, the enemy then goes forth and robs me of the confidence that God gave me through his son, Jesus Christ. Is that not powerful? That is so powerful. Can we go to the very next part of that scripture, verse 22? Because then it says, and whatever we ask, we receive. Whatever we ask. That's assuming that your heart is not condemning you. Do you ever wonder why you ask sometimes and you don't receive? Because your heart is condemning. Because when our heart does not, we don't allow our heart to condemn us, we come boldly before the throne of grace and mercy. We come boldly before his throne. And whatever we ask, we receive. We receive of him. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Okay, somebody's going to somebody's gonna get helped tonight. Let me tell you. Let's do point one. You cannot speak to a mountain if you're guilty. If you are guilty, you can't speak to a mountain. If you feel guilty, even though maybe you're not guilty, you can't speak to the mountain because it's not going to listen to you. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you're getting this. If, you're, if you feel guilty, whether you did something or not, remember, if your heart condemns you, you may not even be in sin. But the enemy is accusing you. He's condemning you. So if you feel guilty about something, and it doesn't have to be guilt, it could be anything, you could fill in the blank. Discouraged. Angry. Frustrated. Whatever it might be. But whatever it is, you can't actually speak to the mountain, the obstacle, in front of you. Because it's not going to listen to you. Because you're actually allowing the enemy to actually penetrate your mind. And now you're listening to his tactics. When God said, don't let your heart be condemned. I want you to walk in confidence. Have bold confidence that you are already forgiven. Have faith. Have what kind of faith? The God kind of faith. We have to walk God kind of faith. That every mountain and every obstacle must be removed. Not because we are so great, but because God is so great. Because he's already paid the price. His son has already paid the price. Because we come in faith. What pleases God? Faith. Right? Everything that is not of faith is sin. And so it's so important that we have an aha tonight. That we get an understanding tonight of the faith of God. The God kind of faith. Because let me tell you, every single one of you in this room is called to move those mountains. Every single one of you in this room is called to level those mountains. We leveled some mountains tonight in worship. We had to press in. We pressed in. But we did. And collectively, those mountains were leveled. Collectively, the Lord was able to break in and do what he wanted to do tonight. And we're not even done yet. But I'll tell you, if you had guilt, if any one of you would have allowed the enemy to to mess with your mind, you wouldn't have had confidence. Your heart would have condemned you. And you would have taken a back seat you would have been like oh you know i can't i this is not i can't do it i'm not good whatever you know you 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 allow the condemnation to start to speak to you and when you allow that what happens is your mouth is silenced your your heart does not walk boldly before god but i'll tell you you have authority to level the mountains. So not only will the mountain not listen to you if you've got guilt, or whatever you can fill in the blank, right? But not only will the mountain not listen to you, it's because the word says in Psalm 66, 18, if God, God won't hear when we have iniquity in our heart, right? He's not going to hear, then therefore nothing else will. Do we not have authority over, over anything that comes against a child of God living in right standing with him? Can I hear that a little bit more confidently? Yes, yes, and amen. Yes, and amen. Yes, and hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Exactly. So the problem is how we view ourselves. The problem is how we view ourselves. When we hold iniquity in our heart, remember now, you actually, you may be guilty of something. You may not be, but you may have bought into a lie. You may have bought into a lie. If you're guilty of something, get it right. Just repent. But you may have bought into a lie when our hearts condemn us. When that happens, it short-circuits our faith. The enemy is always after your faith. Because if you get an understanding of who you are, a giant in the faith, when you get an understanding that you're an ambassador for Christ, when you get an understanding that his blood has already covered you and made he's already removed your sins you're not even just covered but your sins are completely removed when you get the revelation that is actually completely done completely done perfectly perfect completed at the cross then you walk in a different light then you walk understanding your rights in christ and you're not going to abdicate your role simply because your faith is being condemned by an accuser is this making sense so far It is really, really important that we get these points and we understand it. So it'll short-circuit your faith. I am not going to allow an enemy to short-circuit my faith because I know faith is going to please God. I know with faith I'm going to move those mountains. right? I know that nothing is impossible for a man, a woman that believes in faith. Every prayer that I've prayed, I know it's coming to pass. Some I've seen it. Some I will continue to see it because I know that I know that I know the righteous live in faith boldly. God honors faith. Amen? So that's why the enemy attacks our, our faith so much. And so... If we have any kind of a, a mixture, whether it's fear, whether it's whatever it might be, it becomes a short circuit. Our faith basically short circuits because there's mixture in there. So the problem is how we view ourselves. Uh, not, not typically how we view God, but how we view ourselves. I'm going to read from Acts 15. Let's turn to Acts 15, or let's put it up there at least. Uh, verses 8 and 9. And so, God who knows the heart acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as He did us. Say, I have the Holy Spirit. In fullness. There's no junior Holy Spirit. I have the fullness of His Spirit. Amen? So it says here, God who knows the heart acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as He did to us and made no distinction between us and them purifying their hearts by faith. How is our heart purified? By faith. How, how are you purified when the enemy comes and condemns you? By faith. What does that mean? It means you get up. It means you get back up it means you get up and it means you decree i live in the faith of god i've already been forgiven i'm not gonna tolerate the condemnation because i'm gonna walk by faith i'm not walking by sight i'm gonna walk by faith i'm not walking by some circumstance i'm not walking by my emotions i'm not walking by my flesh your flesh is supposed to be dead jesus help us hallelujah So it says here, purifying your hearts by faith. How are you going to purify your heart? By faith. God will use your faith. Say he's going to use my faith to purify my heart because of the finished work of the cross. Does he need to use somebody else's? Does he need to use your neighbor's faith? He wants to use your faith. Because they're not with you 24-7. He wants to use your faith. And when you get faith in the name of Jesus, your hearts become purified. So how do we purify our heart? Like like, how does it happen? James 4.8. Let's look at James 4.8. It says, draw near to God. James 4.8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. It says, to cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. It looks like this. It looks like this. After you repent, maybe it's double mindedness, whatever it might be, but after you repent for any wrongdoing, you get back into the word of God, you believe it, you act. Add- like it and you start to decree a new thing i am a new creation in christ you don't allow yourself to be condemned you don't allow the one that wants to beat you up continue to beat you up you don't allow your heart to be condemned you don't allow your confidence to be robbed instead you say the old is gone and the new has come and my faith is purifying my heart right now i have boldness to approach his throne of grace and mercy i have confidence to come before my God because he is holy and he says be holy as I am holy and he says you're holy in my sight through the righteousness that God paid for us to walk in. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So no works of the flesh will be rewarded. We know this. But it's the righteousness of God through faith which is our foundation. Point three. Stop Trying to disempower or dethrone Christ with religious cliches and old ways of thinking that sound Christian. They'll sound Christian, but they're full of unbelief. Oh my gosh, they're so full of unbelief. Because we're walk in faith, right? Not by sight. Remember, as Jesus is, so are we. So we have to get a right view of who we are. We are the righteousness of God. Here are some of the things that sound Christian, but they're not. They sound right, but they're actually full of unbelief. Oh, I'm just a worm. I'm a sinner. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? You might have read some of that in Romans chapter 7. Oh, he goes on. He goes on and he talks about the things he knows to do, he doesn't do. And the things he does, he knows not to do. You know, no good thing lies within me. Yes, in the flesh. And then I hear Christians using that as the reason why they really can't walk in faith all the time. Lie. Lie. Do you know why? Because you're a spirit being. The flesh is supposed to be what? Dead. Dead. We are not supposed to resurrect the flesh and let it have its way. When you're doing that, you're actually out of agreement with how you were called to walk. You're you're called to walk as a spirit. So he is, so are you. Is God a spirit? Are we a spirit? We're to walk with him in sync in spirit. When we allow the flesh to dictate, then of course we're going to be saying all those things. But that's not of God. That is not pleasing God's heart. That is actually sin. So we actually need to realize, I get to walk in Christ. I get to walk in the Spirit. I get to let the, the flesh stay dead and walk by the Spirit. That's what I was saying. When the condemnation comes, he's going to say all these things. Oh, you can't. Oh, you, do, you can't do this. Or you used to do that. Or you still, oh, I know that thought you had. And then he condemns you. But when you allow him to do that, your, your heart gets what? Condemned remember our first scripture your heart gets condemned and then what happens to you you lose your confidence to approach a holy god because you feel less than it's exactly what the enemy wanted you to walk in less than but i didn't think i had a church that was going to walk in the less than i didn't think i had a church that was going to allow even christian statements that seem wow that seems seems holy Seems righteous. Yeah, just a sinner saved by grace. How are you? I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Well, I don't know. You know what? We're saints. Who are we? We are who Christ says we are. And we should be viewing one another through the eyes of Christ because when Christ sees us, he sees us through the blood. It is his blood that has set us free it is his blood that has forgiven us and it is his blood that has given us a new name a new identity so when you walk in the right thinking in the right mind the mind of christ when we walk in the mind of christ he says i've actually already called you you're an ambassador to the nations you're supposed to actually pray and let me give you the nations that's who he says you are he's entrusting you with more right? And so if he's entrusting you with more, you've got to actually realize who you are, the right view of yourself. Not puffed up, but knowing it's Christ in me, the hope of glory knowing that all that i do i do it through christ i'm not going to allow a lying spirit to rob me or to short circuit my faith because he wants to bombard me whether it's something from the past or even a thought or something that happened in the present no no it is not my lot it is not my lot it is not not my identity you got to know who you are in christ you got to know because the mountains are supposed to move on your watch and the mountains will move on your watch when you're full of faith and not doubt when you're full of faith and not unbelief when you're full of faith and not mixture are we flowing with me right now so number four How are we to walk in faith if we are full of lies and unbelief? Because the passage that I was just referring to in Romans chapter 7, although a lot of people will use that, almost as an excuse to sin, almost as an excuse to lower the bar. But the bar is supposed to be raised up, not lowered. The bar is Jesus Christ. Because as he walked, so are we to walk. What he did, we're to do too. And we're to do even greater things. This is what the word says, not me. So if this is what the Word says, then we have to realize, then what was all this in chapter 7 of Romans? Okay, the content. We have to understand the context that that this was written in you know romans chapter 7 talks about the law how the law cannot save you from your sins when you read through the whole thing you realize that what he was saying is when you walk in the flesh when you are relying on an old system when you are relying on the law the works system right you're never going to make it when you rely on that type of a system which we should not because of why christ jesus perfect sacrifice perfect sacrifice the blood what his blood was shed for us it's a new covenant amen so we we get to realize it's the faith in christ that worked at the cross so therefore now we as abraham abraham believed god and it was accounted for him as righteousness so People sometimes will use Paul's words like some of these that I just mentioned to, to validate and to legitimize their struggle with sin. How many of you know Christians that will use some of these statements and others? There's others. I just listed a few. But it's almost as if they are using this as an excuse as to why they can't walk in the Spirit all the time. We're called to walk in the Spirit all the time. Am I saying you never sin? Am I saying you never are going to sin again in your life? I'm not saying that. But I am saying that you should be sinning less and less. I am saying that when you do sin, and sin is missing the mark. And when you do sin, right, even in your heart's attitude, that immediately the Holy Spirit will will check you, and you'll feel grieved, and you'll quickly get it right. You'll quickly get it right because you love him. Because you love him. Because he's everything to you right? But you don't allow the accuser of the brethren to beat you up and to bombard you, and then therefore you go, well, I'm just a sinner. Well, I can't walk that way because, you know what, just this worm, wretched man that I am, who can save me from this body of death. Like, no, we're not going there. You don't have an excuse. Christ paid it all. So now we get to exercise our faith, because it's not us, it's our faith in what Christ did, that we actually stand before him totally clean, totally clean. The righteousness of God, right? Right? So we have to, and some of you may already have this thinking. Some of you, this is, this is how you walk. But I do know, I know, not everyone in this room has this mindset yet. But today's a new day. And I believe that today, there's, like I told you, you're going to get free tonight. Like I told you, somebody's getting a breakthrough tonight. So Romans 8.13 says, if you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. That's why Christ already said you're not supposed to live according to the flesh. The flesh should be dead. When you said yes to Christ, your flesh died. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will do what? You will live. You will live. When by the spirit, by the spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, then therefore now you will live. Romans 8.14 says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So what does that mean? As many as are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. So when we are not allowing ourselves to be led by the Spirit of God, it's not that we're not a son of God, but we have broken fellowship with him. We've broken fellowship with him. And then, uh, once again, our hearts can be condemned, and then we lack confidence, and sometimes we don't pray like we should. We don't see the mountains being leveled like we should because there is a breach, a break in relationship because what God offered for us to have, this perfect, perfect, beautiful, you know, his life given to us, We didn't fully understand it, and we thought we still had to perform to receive it. There was still too much performance in us, and so therefore we thought we had to perform to receive. But God said, no, I don't want your performance. I just want your faith. I want your love. I want your heart. Right? And he's always looking for that. He's looking for our heart, not our performance. Don't ever get into the performance mindset. And if you do, get rid of it casting that thing out by faith i'm gonna live by faith i'm gonna please god by faith i'm gonna believe by faith this thing is this mountain is coming down by faith say by faith so the right view of who you are is you are blameless in his sight come on say that over yourselves the right view of who i am is i'm blameless in his sight i am blameless in his sight it's one second father forgive me For any sins I've done. Just one second. Even right now, do it really quick. Father, forgive me any sin, any judgment, anything in my heart, Lord, that wouldn't please you. Forgive me. I receive your forgiveness now. Done. Done. You don't have to beat yourself up over it. You don't need to wait forever and pray and fast and this and that. You know, if your heart is still grieved, do whatever. Pray. Okay? Pray through with the whole thing if you have to, right? If If it's that serious, something to me, that you maybe fell or whatever. But don't stay there. Get up. And get moving. Get up and realize you are the blameless one. God now sees you as blameless because he sees you through the eyes of Jesus Christ, through the blood of Jesus. So say I'm blameless before him. Hallelujah. And it's because of his blood. Amen. Uh, Hebrews 9:14 how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So it's his blood that is cleansing your conscience. Sometimes we don't even read a scripture like this or you read it and you just go right on by it. But how much more shall the blood of Of Jesus Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God how much more shall his blood purge you how much more shall his blood cleanse you from what from dead works to serve the living God and that is what is happening right now his blood is cleansing you has cleansed you has cleansed your conscience hallelujah so why is it hard for some to stand in faith continually? Here it is in four words. I've actually already said it. It's 1 John 3, 21. Their hearts condemn them. It's four words. Why it's so hard for some to consistently stand in faith. Their hearts condemn them. Four words. But say, today, I'm not going to let... I'm not going to let my heart condemn me any longer. Because when I allow my heart to condemn me, I've just taken the bait, the enemy's bait. I've just actually short-circuited my faith, and I wondered why the mountain wasn't moving. Amen? Last point, you are justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law, Romans 3.28. Like I said, the accuser, We'll try to accuse you and condemn you, but you have to remind him. See, I'm going to remind him. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. It's your job to remind him, is it? Yes. It is your job to remind him. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen to those who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit so it's our job to remind the devil that to be carnally minded is death we're not going to walk carly, carnally minded because that's death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace we're to walk in life full of life and peace full of peace god's peace that's romans 8 6. Hallelujah. So you will overcome the world. For according to 1 John 5, 4, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. This is the victory that has overcome the world. What is it? Our faith. Our faith has overcome the world. The faith that we have in Christ has overcome the world. I'm going to read it again you will overcome the world for according to first john five 4. first of all we know jesus is overcome because jesus is overcome and he lives in us you've overcome you're an overcomer in every area of your life you are an overcomer there is no area i mean zero there is no area in your life where you can't overcome because either we believe the word of god the word of truth Or we don't that's why the enemy so targets our faith because if he can get your faith discouraged if he can weaken your faith then what happens is the overcomer that you are in christ all of a sudden now you feel less than and you let someone else take your spot you let someone else do the praying you let someone else walk in the authority because your faith was actually affected Because you didn't realize the enemy was after your faith. And you thought it was you. You thought it was your emotions. You thought it was your mind. You thought it was just you. Wrong view of ourselves. Today we're going to get a right view of ourselves. Right? Your faith overcomes the world, everything is possible for the one who believes, and I decree over you that you are believing believers today, and you're not going to let your heart condemn you, and you're walking boldly before the throne of grace. You're walking confidently, because Christ's finished work was enough. In the mighty name of Jesus, give God the glory.